welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is February 16th, 2020, and if it's not where you're listening, then you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show or a podcast and should not be trying to call in. I'm Dr. Five, and as usual, we have Wombat with us on the phone. Hello, Wombat. Hey, it's the Wombat. We have a lot of people here. We do. We've got Chad the Impaler, we've got Boudreaux, we've got Scott Doubtfire, uh, Dread Pirate Hicks, and a new guest all the way from Hong Kong is uh, Sunsi's Salami. <laughs> salami name? He's from New uh, Zealand. Did I leave anyone out? He's from yeah. New Zealand, and his name's Sunkey. Sunkey, New what's up? Zealand. New Zealand. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Oh, happy to have you. And uh, Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a call-in talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, or East Tennessee for that matter, well, you're just not. There are several atheists, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show breaks. Also, did you know that there was an atheist called in television show? And Wombat, if you haven't caught it so far, you have to catch it this week because it's the last one, last time it'll be broadcast on Community Access TV. No, that's not true because there's, they've done seasons of Pokemon <laughs> since I was in high school. There's always going to be another season of Pokemon. It'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, sounds good. But they're going off the air after 10 years. They're going uh, onto the webs. They're not going away. They're just going onto the interwebs. That's an improvement, so, by the way. Yeah, yeah. there should be reaching a lot more people, we think, and don't have to worry about um, FCC regulations. Oh! And all that <laughs> so that, nice. that will be cool. Nice. And uh, hopefully they're, they're going to try to get a Google voice number so that people can call into the show from anywhere in the world, of course. Wonderful. And in spite of what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there, and you can find them on uh, digitalfreethought.com, which is, if you go there, you can click on Atheist Songs, and we've got, I don't know, five or six dozen of them there. And some of them on this program and generally on the station as they are in rotation. Uh, we have a topic today. We'll be talking about atheists in foxholes. Yeah. And having been a... a veteran myself i can i can attest that there are definitely some out there uh, although when i was in the service i wasn't an atheist i was still a believer hmm. well anyway take it away yeah let's take a t- opportunity just to uh thank everyone for joining in today this is uh, mm-hmm. doubtfire boudreaux chad the impaler dread pirate higgs doubter five this is a full plate but we also have, <laughs> we have we have another guest of honor calling all the way from new zealand currently 3 a.m where he's at right now some keys. Oh, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Hey, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> then I wake up, I'm like, ah, oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Hey, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi. So my name is Sun Ki. Um, I live in New Zealand. Um, so I was a Christian for the first 20 years of my life. Wow. And then, yeah, and at university, I, I talked a lot about the people and, um, I lost my faith. And then, um, I've always wanted to have a more engaging conversation that doesn't start offending people. And then about a, only about a year ago, found up street epistemology. Nice. I'm in love with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It started, um, cool. and that's how I got here. Would you mind asking me, uh, were you raised Christian or did you fall into the faith or, uh, you know, how'd that happen? Yeah. So raised Christian. So my family, both my father and mother side, um, uh, 
are Christians, and so I was baptized when I was a baby, and went to church every Sunday. It wasn't like hardcore, but um, just yeah, Christianity was definitely part of my life for about twenty years. Wow! 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 Like then, most of us. And then you went to college, and that's when it started to chip away. Like, how'd that work? Yeah. So, um, there were a lot of um. I started questioning it little by little as I was growing up. Like, well, if what about if God? Um, who created God? Or well, what happened to the dinosaurs? All those kind of things. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then around when I was about twenty, um, I started reading um, was it or, um, the God Delusion? Um, the documentary Religious with um, Bill Maher. Yeah, I, think. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I made a lot of friends. Who, I met a lot of um, new people who were not religious or of different faith, and they opened up my um, the world. So I was like, wow, and I started questioning and delving into it more. And yeah, then slowly lost it. Yeah. yeah. How did your family react? Oh, they were not too bad because um, we all didn't really like going to church that much <laughs> later on because people started becoming a bit gossipy there or, or you know, it, there was much more. Po- like almost political right yeah it almost became political at church so yeah. my mom wasn't too fond of it anyway yeah at so, yeah. my mom's Jehovah witness and even and i can't tell you i probably even shouldn't say this on the radio but i can't tell you the number of kingdom halls she goes to just to avoid the point where the drama gets too real and she's just like you know what i gotta go to a different place at a different time screw this so yeah yeah well that's good to have that option yeah I would say one of the best things about going to college, and maybe we can get feedback from everyone on this, is that you get to meet a lot of different people who you you don't get the opportunity to meet when you don't go to school sometimes. And just being influenced by other cultures and other people, men, women, Muslim, atheists, working together towards like higher education, towards like venues in science and stuff like that, really does help to shape your perspective on, hey, these people aren't as bad as maybe my pastor told me, or maybe these people deserve to go to heaven too, but why isn't there a place for them? Stuff like that. Rural versus urban. That's, that's another, another place you see the same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Hey, I, I just had a great tagline. Um, when I lost my faith, I found my reason. Oh, yeah. mm. that's good. You're good at this. Yeah. He's <laughs> 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 so poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, what do you think? Uh, is is education typically a really good place to to meet different personalities? And if you don't have that, say you're either too young or you're maybe too old, and you or miss the boat. Where could you go to? Hopefully, you know, dilute your perspective. Well, uh, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to my roots as a younger man when I, I was a skateboarder and a little bit rebellious. <laughs> okay. That's and, that um, it, right. Yeah. It hasn't changed much. No. Uh, so it, just being around a group of people that themselves seemed a bit disenfranchised, mm. you know, finding a common ground outside of something like religion and in my youth, it was something that was unorganized, and uh, we all felt a bit uh, set aside by society and our families. So it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was a great. It's a great thing to go through. I really enjoyed being a skater punk or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then I got into motorcycles and kind of the same thing. It seemed like yeah. a natural transition. Yeah. Uh, you, you get into riding bikes and you meet groups of typically uh, men that that seemed to be 
outcast a bit mm. and you find that common ground okay. and, and people that those people typically I find aren't, um, as afraid to be outspoken. Or so different. Yeah. Just a different group of people. Yeah. So I think just getting out, you know, and traveling, traveling helps too. Doubtfire. What do you think? Do you have anything you'd like to add about this? Yeah. Um, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses had a, and I used to be a Jehovah's Witness, by the way. Nice. For many, many years. And he knew the yeah, truth. Yeah. So, exactly. So, the, you know, they had a saying uh, based on scripture that said, um, bad association can spoil useful habits. Mm. And so they're kind of, they were kind of correct on that because if you, you are who you hang out with, you know, you, you are not above being influenced by others. So I think the uh, key there is to expose yourself different views, different religious people's views, uh, skeptical views. The more exposure you have, uh, the more your mind is going to open up and you're going to kind of expand your awareness of things. And, and that's what helped me get, get out of my, uh, rut with, uh, JW's. Hmm. That certainly happened for me in college. In the first quarter I was there. You know, met an atheist and changed my life. I will add this, um, Sunkey. Have you ever, have you ever gone under? Now that you don't have your God belief anymore, have you ever gone through moments of, I don't know, like extreme pressure or stress, where you sort of miss having that God crutch that you could rely on? Sorry, you're a little bit quiet. I missed the first oh, part bad. of the question. Do you ever do you ever have times where uh, you go through extreme moments of pressure or stress where you wish you had uh, like a god to rely on? Like now that you don't have now that you now that you've like sort of like grew out of your religion, how do you what do you do when you when you have a moment that you really need something to you know rest your assurances on? Yeah. Um. Um. Quick answer is no. Um, I don't uh, search for God or any high power, even in times of stress. Um, like may maybe when I was uh, in my 20, uh, 2021, yeah, when I was just losing it, yes. But um, hmm. nowadays, I just look at um, who I am, um, who I am as a human being, and and what I can do as a human being. Just um, and it, it, I don't have to like. A, I look at what I can do within my lo the locus of control, and if there's nothing I can do, I don't really wish for more. Like I just try to do the best that I can with what I have. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, that works. Sounds really rational. Well. That works out really well for me. Uh, at Bujo, you're probably one of the more interesting people that I'm gonna have to ask this question to, too. So yeah, you're. You're doing a cutting out just a little bit again. Ty. I'm sorry, sorry. Keep me uh, honest. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to keep you honest here, but uh, um, you have, uh, without mentioning certain names, you have told me on a number of occasions that like y you constantly keep going through like different stages of life where you've gone through your rebellious skateboarder phase, you've gone through now as like a family phase. You're moving in, you're raising family now. Has there ever been like a point where like there's just so many hats that you're wearing as a band manager, as a Star Wars nerd? <laughs> <laughs> where you're just like, dang it, if only I can make things simple by just relying on a god. Isn't, isn't that an option anymore? Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I, I, um, I do find myself picking up too many things, you know, with work and with, uh, you know, summits and civil, bands war, uh, civil and engineering, <laughs> civil engineering, 
Uh, Damages man, to your house, maybe? I don't know. Like re- yeah, refinancing, yeah, all sorts of, of stuff. You got a lot of things going on, man. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a uh, software company on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I do a radio show every yeah, week. Yeah, uh, I know. It's, it's crazy. So much. I, I've never, I don't know, even when I was younger, if I ever thought that that God would be someone to look to to, I don't know, take things off your plate or take away stress. I guess I've never, I've never really, I was never really taught that a, a God was was there for that. You know, it was more for the, the bigger ticket things, you know, hmm. a death, a death in the family or, hmm. or something like that. But, um, so I don't, I don't suppose, um, and and I don't. I think um, I'm with the uh, with Salami here, where uh, and that sounded weird to say out loud. <laughs> but but I think about what I control. I, I mean, do, can I do anything? I, I think that's how I looked at stress um, over the years. Maybe it's a very uh, uh, secular way of looking at it. But I, I look, I could stress about this and, and get myself worked up, but there's nothing I can do. It, it is what it is, you know. And yeah. So. Eric, do you think that your view on free will has lifted any of the burden oh, of, that's a of great question. management? Yes, very good. That's a very good point. So like yeah, it's a hard absolutely. determinist. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, if you look at things deterministically, it's kind of like... Now, now I will say, I, I try not to you know, take the Dennett approach and, and, and think, you know, if you, if you don't believe in free will, you know, everything's just going to go to hell. It doesn't matter what you do and, you know... I don't see it that way. I put a positive spin on it and saying, you know, things are going to happen. I, they're going to unfold how they can. I, I want to just, you know, I'm I'm watching this this movie. You know, I'm sitting in the seat watching it go. I want to see what happens next. You know, I, I will say this. I'll add this. I'll, I'll put this on the table because I feel like we'll get generally the same sentiment. Um, I have, I broke something at work trying to fix something, and it made me really upset because what i was so it's such an easy thing to fix but it was such an obvious way to break it <laughs> and i'll and that's as much as i'll say about it because i want to keep my job but what i was saying is like uh when it broke the first thing that came out of my mouth as like an atheist for like many 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 years like completely you know well to do with my lack of belief in yeah. god was a a it's not a slur it's not a it's a curse word that is that we probably can't say on the radio but the initialized form of it would be gd and I was like, why did I just say that? Because now I'm even more angry that I said that at this time. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. in my head, I was like, why did, like, I was, so, I, I felt myself so far away and moved from it, from a situation that I felt like in, in, in two parts. One, I felt like the same sort of guilt that I had when I, when I was like told not to use the Lord's name in vain. Like that just brought up in me. And it was like a weak moment that I was in because I was like, now I got to tell my boss I broke this. And I got to tell God <laughs> I use his name in vain. That's a double whammy. Wait a second. I'm an atheist. I really need to get my, my head into perspective here. And so it did bring me back to the idea that like maybe in like weak times, um, I could, I could sort of slip or like I have like emotions that I haven't well, completely settled on. Social conditioning. Hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Has that, mm-hmm. any, has anything like that ever happened to anyone on the table? Open, open bar. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, Really interesting story, I think, to contribute. Go for it. For that. Um, so I deal with, um, in my family, uh, some of my family members deal with mental issues, mental Ill- illness issues. Hmm. And, um, they've 
been on medications and then I've seen, you know, I've had firsthand experience of all the really bad negative, you know, um, uh, uh, problems associated with that. Anyways, um, I've always said, you know, if, if it, it, you know, mental illness, hopefully we can manage it or avoid it altogether rather than go down that, that trail of getting on all the medication, stuff like that. Anyways, last year, um, because of a lot of different problems in my own personal life, um, I started dealing with a lot of severe anxiety. Mm. I've even had to miss work. Um, a lot of things. I even got checked into an emergency room because of severe anxiety, really bad situation. And it was not going away. I didn't want to get on any kind of medication or get, you know, um, any of that stuff, like I said before. So. I was just kind of looking around, how can I manage anxiety better? How can I get back on my feet if that's possible? And the funny thing was, I was listening to a podcast with um, uh, Richard Dawkins, you know, the famous atheist speaker and biologist, evolutionist. And he was um, talking about religion, and I think he was talking to Joe Rogan. Okay. And Joe Rogan was asking him, well, how do you explain the miracles or the ways that religion helps people deal with anxiety in their life and this and that and this and that. And Richard Dawkins says, well, the literature and the scientific community has papers on that, on that very topic. And they said, and what religious people have going for them is something really kind of mysterious right now, but is used in science is called the placebo effect. And he says, we think that what religious people experience is a, is a sort of placebo effect. And he says, and what's really strange is you don't have to believe in placebos for them to work. Hmm. And so Joe Rogan was like, so you mean you could not believe in God and then still experience some of the benefits that religious people experience through their placebo effect? Right. And he says, absolutely. It's been tested. It's been done. So I took that podcast and I said, you know, why not give it a shot? I, I know I'm an atheist. I know I don't really believe in God genuinely, but I can at least explore this. And I started looking at the literature. And sure enough, there's a lot of literature out there that talks about how placebo effects work for people when they don't even believe in the placebos. It's it's kind of common knowledge now. So I started doing this. Um, I started praying to a God to help me. And I started doing devotionals each day, uh, which is just be nice to people, be grateful, calm down, understand that life is probably deterministic and it's out of your hands. But don't worry, you can feel better about it. God's got you. And just started doing that daily. And man, it it has really worked. I mean, I've moved up professionally in my life since then. My personal relationships have gotten better. My anxiety has all but gone away. I've got back into working out and fitness and just a lot of things that I can attribute to that, you know, and And I still don't believe in God. I I definitely genuinely do not believe. But I also understand that this I understand now why religious people are so convicted, I think. Yeah, it may be that you're treating it kind of like, or at least subconsciously, like meditation. Mm. It's just yep. calming you down, allowing you to think about things, allowing you to some space away from uh, the hectic uh, calls of the world to find some peace, you know, just by yourself and 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 uh, 
calm out. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I also talk to a lot of um, religious people now, and I've learned that this little experience that I went through last year is now a really good talking point with religious people. When I, you know, you know, and I might go on, get into disagreements about religion and God and stuff, and a lot of believers will tell me, well, if you experience what I experience and you see the power of God, it would convince you that there must be a God. Hmm. And then I relay my experience. And I let them know that even a person who doesn't believe can get those same sort of miracles that you call it, you know? I think How do you explain that? Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I'm wondering, I know we have one hardcore meditator on the call right now. Has there been benefits with you, Chad, for meditating that you find measurable? Tremendously. I think the ritual of it helps me just as much as the mindfulness itself. Mm. Sam um, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely <laughs> be uh, moderately or even maybe more than moderately a spiritual person. And here, here comes the hate mail. Uh, spiritual <laughs> and not religious. Uh, I think that that's a call that some of us have and some of us don't, you know, and, and the ones that, that need it find this connection, uh, that, that Scott's found and, you know, the fellowship with other people as well is a, is a big draw, I think, to religion. Uh, just sitting in a room of people that want to feel better, that, mm. that, um, are a, kind of just by being there are expressing that they don't understand everything and they're willing to sit with that and be okay with the not understanding. The problem is, is they, they give that to God, you know, they, they hand that over. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, not at all, really. I'm wondering, Sunkey, uh, what things do you do now or have you found useful, um, to, I guess, fill the hole that you had, uh, uh, put with God, if anything. Yeah. So, um, just in general, uh, I think pe people get a lot of benefit from churches because it's a, it builds community mm -hmm. and that, you know, that people who go to your church have very similar values to you. So you feel safe and there's that connection and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, my way of, um, you know, finding that was at, at uni, um, maybe joining a, like a comedy theater club, comedy um, theater. some kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, um, or like some kind of, uh, engineering, whatever, potting club or whatever. No one knows comedy um, like New Zealand comedy. <laughs> it's really good stuff. <laughs> oh, I love taking with Titi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Reese Darby, yeah, Flight of the Concords. I'm, There's so many great comedians in New Zealand, but yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, continue. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I think as long as people, like for myself, I'm, when I found like community and friends in different areas, I did not miss uh, church at all. And I think I, you still get all the benefits that you get from church. Um, when you have, when you find a group of people that share some kind of, some form of view. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, we, we have an atheist society meeting every, every uh, week and, uh, it's at a bar and <laughs> a local, uh, restaurant. And, uh, it's, it's refreshing. It refreshes your, your viewpoints. And it really it's does. nice to have like blinded people around you. It's, it's a great thing, even for atheists. Yeah. I remember when I moved to, uh, Tennessee in Knoxville and I was like, Hey, I'm an atheist, but I don't know who I can tell that to. Let me just go on meetup and see if there's any other atheists here. And I saw Larry's post and I was like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take a gamble and try this out, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> it completely changed the direction of my life. <laughs> I made you a radio personality and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it got me into SE. It got me into a lot of things. So yeah, it was yeah. really great. Uh, yeah. Hey, what if I'm all the way in Canada though, and I need to like reach out? What's what options are there for me? That's well, there's always meetups all around the world. Dread Pirate. No matter where you are. That was the easiest tee up. Tee up. Dread Pirate. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's uh, yes, called Meetup A up there. So, uh, Well, we're working on it. I, I do the SE thing up here. Nice. Um, so, of course, I'm just in a little town of about, uh, you know, 8,000 people. So uh, not only most that, of but my... aren't you like a grand priest of the Flying Church? or the flying Church spaghetti? of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They need it more than anybody, those small towns. <laughs> it's yep. true. Well, I, I, I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, just having... Uh, you know, that persona here, uh, and having the church of the flying spaghetti monster as a, a, a staple, uh, organization, uh, remarkably we are respected, nice. uh, as having a different point of view and, uh, people appreciate what we do in the community. Um, so it's a place for uh, people to go. Very cool. Very cool. I've always maintained that, uh, you know, a, a big draw to religion is just the community um, that it supports. And and so the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster just creates that community, uh, but in a secular fashion. Not bad. Cool. Guys, do you think, in, in keeping with the theme of, of the call today, do you think that countries that engage in more uh, wartime activities have a higher number of religious people? Oh in, man! Because we've got some pretty secular communities in very neutral parts of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we can of worms. I wonder yeah. if they. I wonder if if we bring that home, so to speak. Well, well Yahweh strengthens is, is the Jewish, the old Jewish war god. <laughs> so that may have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that could actually be a really good topic to go over in the second half of the show. How about that? Yeah. Yep, we might actually get to atheists and foxholes then too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were tapping on it. I, I'm trying, guys. <laughs> hey, Larry, why don't you uh, take us out and then we'll get on to the Chad the Impaler's topic when we come back. Okay. Uh, this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and WOZO Radio, ending the first half of the show. Uh, 103.9 LPFM, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll see you in a minute. You're listening to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. Welcome back. I'm Dotter Five, and this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today's February 16th, 2020, second half of the show, and we're going to be talking about the free thought groups that you can join here in Knoxville. I'll just give you their names and their links real quick as we have so many guests on the line. We don't want to have everybody just sit and listen. Uh, first, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville, which you can find at knoxvilleatheist.org. We just went over a thousand members, so that's something to celebrate. That's right. After 17 years, a thousand members. Nice. Then there's the Rationalists of East Tennessee. Uh, They've been around 20 years, and you can find them at rationalists.org. 
Also, uh, we have, uh, let's see, the Atheist Call-In TV show, which is going to have their last show this week. If you want to watch it and call in, it's on Wednesday night at 6.30 on Comcast Channel 12, or you can watch it streaming anywhere in the world at ctvnox.org. That's ctvknox.org. This is the first time you've ever told me that we had an atheist call-in talk show, <laughs> and now it's the last episode. We it's really the last should, episode. We should have worked harder to promote that. Yeah, I should have told you before. You should have at least told me once, because now yeah, it's way too yeah. late. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back to the show. Uh, anybody want, <laughs> but want that to show, take up? That show is going online, though, right? That's that's way better. It, yeah, it's going. Uh, it's going on the internet. Uh, nice. They'll be recording it and broadcasting it, and, and hopefully find a way to get some uh, call-ins during the show. Okay, cool. Chad, uh, Chad the Imperial actually had a really good topic that I wanted to touch on. Uh, basically, he was saying that the more religious a country is, the more likely they are warlike or like or prone to have militant war? militant is that well is that, they, they would have this us versus them mentality mm. um but uh the abrahamic religions uh are pretty bad about that because of uh yahweh being the old jewish war god back when they had multiple gods and uh, he was the one who went out over all the other ones for whatever reason I, I, and he's the only one they worship now. I got a, I have an unfun theory. So if you guys mm -hmm. want to delve into this, go for it. But my theory is very rational and not fun whatsoever. So, <laughs> okay. Does anyone want to tap into this before I ruin the fun for everybody? Boudreaux, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I want to hear your non-fun theory here. All right, all right. To start us off. Here's my okay. Here's my killjoy theory. I think people started out in one place, more or less, and spread out. And the people that stayed put basically used up all the resources, which caused more people to want to fight for resources. And the people who spread out to like Norway and places where like there's a very much untapped resources have a lot of resources to share, but also a very small population. And that's why we find people outside the fringes of, say, you know, like the heart of Africa tend to be. Oh, everything's fine here. <laughs> everything's secular here because we got gas, we got metals, we got gold, we have silicon chips, and we have money, so we can just buy anything we want. So we're all good here. Whereas the people who are like, you know, still where the cradle of humanity began are like, we need water now. Time to kill. My God says I deserve this more than you. And, and that's where <clears> we're at right now. Well, that may be, but you, you think that the religions are the things that, that they use to uh, create the us versus them to be able to monopolize their resources? I think it's an easy tool to use to promote your troops to be willing to fight. Absolutely. And but, die. Yeah. So if yeah. they're going to go to heaven after they die. But we've had religions that had no idea or concept of hell and still had war. Like even be, uh, even with Native Americans here, where yeah. we tend to color as like a very peaceful, like we have entire groups of native americans that that are that we've missed called uh sue and sue actually just means enemy <laughs> right that's what the other yeah. native americans called them and they're just like, well no, you know it's, it's pretty easy it's pretty easy well i don't know how pretty pretty easy is probably not accurate it's e i think it's easier mm -hmm. to convince someone to go into battle when they have an idea in their head that when they die they're going to a better place mm -hmm. um sure. i i believe this is my one shot at this i'm far less likely to go into battle than um a, an 18 19 year old kid who's got raging hormones sure. whose frontal lobe isn't fully sure. developed who's been um 
inject, who's had the injection of religion and even through the military, uh, you know, we're, we're raising flags where we're talking about God. And when you're scared and you're in that foxhole, you know, everybody's like, look, we're all going to die and go to heaven. Right. Right. Are yeah. we? Yeah. Well, then <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Look at the Norse religions. I mean, if you don't die in battle, you don't get to Valhalla. Right. So, I mean, that, that, they made it quite a point. Can I? And, that, and again, not fun theories, but does anyone feel like those ideas are a little bit more romanticized now in retrospect than before? Like if you're living in a feudal area, say you're living in like Game of Thrones era. If you don't show up with your rest of your bannermen, the the feudal lords are going to come and take everything from you. So you really don't have a choice to not fight. So the fact that you're mm -hmm. on the battleground is sort of just like a thing where it's like, hey, there's no other option for me than to be here right now. I guess the religion's a plus, though if I had my choice, I'd be in a big comfy chair with the king <laughs> in the so, back in behind the so maybe, tall cool. walls. Maybe a better way to frame it is the the countries that are are more religious, and particularly the countries that have a some form of afterlife, um, pr produce more successful armies. So they're going to have a, 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 a braver military. Um, if you've got a military full of cowards who uh, think that this is their only shot, maybe, you know, and they're like, they're like I don't want to go there and die. I'm not going, you know, there's no afterlife. So, so maybe those countries kind of recede back and, and don't really focus. They maybe focus on diplomacy and other things instead of uh, uh, military oh, just because they don't have it. That's right. really interesting. Yeah, that that yeah. reminds me of uh, World War Two, where the Japanese used to uh, commit suicide. And they were very, very religious. I think they they did uh, some form of uh, emperor worship. And so by dying in battle, they would uh, reach immortality. So that's why they were so willing to crash their planes in the boat. That plus a lot of drugs. <laughs> right. right. Sunky, what do you think? Yeah, and I think um, it also makes it easier for you to hate uh, and villainize the enemy. So kind of like the um, in the movie Jojo Rabbit, uh, how um, the kids are, are trained to think that oh, the Jews uh, have horns and everything. Um, if you even if you don't believe it like that, um, it's easier to you know hate someone that like has a different belief in the core and to go oh there's someone different. It's not just that they're living in a different country or have different political system. No, no, they are fundamentally different to me and my people, and they believe in this wrong god. And my god said, hey, um, um, no false idol uh, idols. So they're wrong, and it make it gives you extra reason and a real high power to um, villainize someone. Right. It's easier to demonize someone when yes. you actually believe in demons. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 In tribes. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. And then I'll throw this out as a, a minor devil's advocate. I find like, so if we were to go to biblical times, uh, hopefully, hopefully my history here is good. But um, during that period of time, there were a lot of different religions beyond, you know, what Christianity was purporting. Uh, there, there was like one big group called heathens which basically were an amalgamation of a whole bunch of different kinds of what we understand today as pagan beliefs that had their own different systems of beliefs that the Ro when the Romans came, they were like, we'll take some of your ideas and, and roll it into Christianity, but you are now part of, you're either with our program or you're against our program. 
And it was yeah. only the fact that the Romans had a bigger hammer to punish people who stepped out of line that we ended up, you know, falling into what the Catholic perspective of Christianity was at the time, where you still have saints to 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 fill the gaps for all the other minor gods that kept track of how you can sell your home and whether it'll rain on your crops. But you also had the religions, the, the religious holidays that were very much pagan inspired. You had a Georgian calendar that worshipped seven other Norse gods. Like you had a, a lot of concessions that were made. And I feel like it's really just a question of the the strong dictating the course of humanity and and, oh, sure. and less to do with more of like war, but more to be with like human nature control. and control and power. Yeah. And I feel like when you have that imbalance, of course there's going to be war. Um, that's that's my perspective. I feel like it's more of just like a human nature thing than a, a human nature taken by religion sort of a thing. I think we're just naturally <laughs> kind of mean to each other when there's a big power imbalance between us. That's yeah. it. Well, in the past, too, uh, the church was a large part of the government. It was yeah. church and state oh, all, the, all the way through. So if you had another society out there who worshipped a different god, you know, half of their government uh, stru- governmental structure was set, dead set against you simply because of the, and the, the fact that you worship another god. Right. Like, we have to keep yeah. people with us, and the best way to do that is to make sure that they don't have another option. Like how Sunki would go to university and meet a whole bunch of other you know, religious people and, and brought in his perspectives. If you're a church leader who has an oligarchy on top of the government and your religious sectors, you don't want that. You want people to be like, hey, I'm the only brand of juice at the store. You're going to buy me or nobody else. Right. Yeah. And if somebody, other, some of the other countries uh, uh, won out in the war, all the, you know, the church people would, I mean, the leaders, church leaders would know yeah. that, you know, they're out of the job. You know, they right. would probably be killed because they worship their own God, but. Uh, the, I mean, the winter would take over and, and rewrite history and everything would be theirs. You, you go to Oakland in the 90s, you have the Bloods mm-hmm. and the Crips, right? These are two people trying to sell yeah. hard drugs in the same city. It's a big city, but the mentality of the one side is like there's only room for one of us in the city because we don't want to compete against each other and, and, and make this better for the customer. <laughs> we want to we be the only people here and we'll be willing to kill right. each other to make that happen. And there's no afterlife <laughs> in gangster in gangster uh, mythology. It's just right. I'm here to protect my assets. We worked hard for this. We lost friends for this. I'm willing to fight and die for this out of the sake of vengeance, out of the sake of you know revenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just basically the same thing we see with religion, just people fighting for resources, but with a story underneath it to make, you know, certain things more palatable. But for the most part, this is something that humans have been doing to each other, you know, probably for as long as humans have been around. And even before, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's on key. Go Salami ahead. was going to say something about OMG. Oh, go for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, just going back to the uh, the topic of um, no atheists in the foxhole, um, you know how I think some people might get uh, some religious people might get the wrong idea that uh, because people might say OMG or like what um, Wombat said um, about saying GD when he made a mistake at work, that doesn't that's not really us invoking uh, a higher power like um even, like especially in uh, in times of crisis let's say there's a tsunami coming people might say omg omg but that's not people thinking oh please god help me mm. but that's that's more of like a 
Um, there's no better phrase socially for, for us to say when we're in shock or awe. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so used to saying OMG that um, right. we ended up we end up saying whatever is the first thing that comes to our mind. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't have any like, correlation with um, a sudden belief or cry for help to a higher power or just the thing that comes to your mind first. Right. Yeah. I, I would yeah. even say kind of piggybacking on what, what Wombat was saying earlier about saying GD and then having maybe, I, I sensed a little bit of, I don't know, regret or yeah. guilt or something. Yeah. But I, I, I've actually mapped that over 20 years and used to be my brother and I, um, both of us coming out of faith and both pretty much admitting we didn't believe in God. Yes, you know, teenagers, late teens. Um, I still didn't feel comfortable saying GD. Uh, it, it, it weirded me out. So I just, I wouldn't say it. Um, yeah, and over the years, it slowly started to kind of strip away. And now I almost find it empowering to say, I find it humorous. I, and I, I do it in a way because the words, they're just words. Exactly. And, and they yeah. don't. Yeah. Now I, I, and I will say, I, I'm careful to not say it around people that I know it would really offend, but it's such a habit for me now that I, I'm sure I've made people cringe. Yeah. Well, society says that there's one of our most powerful epithets. You know, when mm-hmm. you say it, you're, you're taking a lot of chance, you know, with the Lord itself, with the people around you. And it really gets people's attention. And sometimes you say it to get the attention on something that has happened to you, something that, that concerns you, uh, something that really surprised you. Uh, it, it it certainly does. It's a very powerful thing in our society. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and I I tend to because I am trying to make myself aware of whenever I use it, and uh, when I started mapping this uh, in my own head, I I just realized just how common it's kind of thrown out there in movies. Uh, you know, like Jesus Christ or God yeah. damn it. Or, yeah. and, and so I, I'm always, I try to be very mindful in not using it on purpose. So I'll say, Oh, my quab. <laughs> and people say, quab, quab, what's quab? Well, that's or the name of my cod. deity, right? You know, like the fish. Oh, my cod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or my cod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and even, and mm-hmm. even in, uh, the Canadian anthem, uh, there's, mm-hmm. uh, this is, uh, one of the lines says, God keep our land oh. you know, glorious and free. And I say, let's keep our land glorious and free because right. it's people that did the action, not well, a sure. God, right? True. True. So I just, I try to be mindful of the use of those, um, I guess, expletives uh, under the guise of religion. I've yeah. been trending myself. Saw, oh, go for it, Chad. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I saw a South Park episode a long time ago uh, regarding that where they were saying that atheists worship science. So all throughout the show, when they got mad, an atheist would get mad. He'd go, oh, my science. And he would <laughs> that word for everything. Just, I'm going to try that. It look ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I know for, for every scar I have on my hands from working on cars or falling on concrete or whatever silly stuff I was into that caused an injury, I've got a plethora of GDs and nice. and. Every other, I'm, I'm, I swear a lot. This is a difficult program for me to do. You guys find me stammering and stumbling a lot of times. I'm editing what I'm saying. We just think of drinking. That's all. It's no big deal. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to be William Shatner. I just, and trying not to swear so much. So I, I love to swear. It's one of my favorite things to do. I, yeah, I, I love uh, it. 
I found that I've been trying to take back a lot of things that I've not let myself had since being an, becoming an atheist or at, recognizing that I was an atheist. Like I've listened to Christian music now solely for the point of like one. I like baffling Christians when they're like, well, I like Christian music. Yeah, I'm really, really down into like three days down and like Mercy Me and blah, blah. And I can list them out. And I know like the latest albums is like, what's, what's going on? It's like, cause I like the, the chord progressions. I just like cheery music. And then also like the words like chariot, like there, I told my mom, like, hey, I listened, I, have you listened to Gavin DeGraw or whatever that guy's name is? And like, I really like this song. It's like, Tyrone, Christian. Christianity owns the word chariot. You shouldn't sing that song. I was like, how dare you? I love this song. You can't tell me that. And, how dumb. And like, even the word like Lord is something that came from like our feudal era and just got colored into Christianity. But like Lords existed well before Christianity ever existed. Uh-huh. It just got co-opted by it. And there's a lot of things like that. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've been trying to like make a point of taking back the things that I've taken away from myself. And and just knowing the history of it, go for it. Good. Can, can I can I ask a question to the group? Anyone sure free to answer? Honestly, uh, in, in in keeping theme with the atheist and foxhole thing, yeah. has anybody felt weird saying something like a GD or G, JC or anything, any term like that that has you know kind of woo woo value? Has anyone felt uncomfortable doing it uh, on an airplane uh, in kind of a you know, a situation where, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for uh, a God-like uh, activity to, uh, I don't, you know, I, the airplane's kind of the best example. I what is this of. question? <laughs> Basically, d- does anybody have any fear of yeah. using terms like that? I mean, it's kind of like so my putting skin, all your cards on the table. My yeah. skin color is darker than khaki, so I can't just randomly <laughs> scream out things like that on an airplane. It's going to be <laughs> because of the worry about what other people would do or say. You're yeah. not talking about uh, what you know being worried about a supernatural repercussion. Like after my third like random pullover for being patted down, I get like the news of like, "Hey, just get in the plane, be quiet, land, and be happy." I was like, "Okay, yeah. I, can, I can keep this up." So you're saying that a lot of people are afraid of an angry brown man. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking I news. Right, man. Breaking I, think, news. I think many people are. Right? I mean, if you're on a plane <laughs> yeah, and a, and a random guy either. just gets up and is like, Jesus Christ, but he has like a you know, yellow sweater and <laughs> blue eyes. And you're like, oh, he must have dropped his glasses. Something. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be yeah, different if I did it. You're like, oh my gosh. You gotta remember that Wombat is as big as a heavyweight fighter. <laughs> He's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eric, I think I've. <laughs> I can honestly say I don't remember ever being afraid of doing anything like that. Um, but when I, when I was being transitioned out, well, when I was transitioning myself out of being a Christian, I would reserve certain language, um, for, I felt times that I was, um, when I was in danger or when I was extra anxious or a, a little bit a little bit fearful about the situation I was in, I would be a little more ginger with my language, but I don't know if I ever, well, maybe I'm answering yes to this question then instead of no. So maybe, maybe I am a little more cautious when in a certain situation or historically now I'm not, but I think in the past, yeah, maybe I have been. Because I'll admit I, I was, there was a time where I'd be on an airplane and I felt weird reading like Christopher Hitchens, you know? 
like one for the, the 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 image of people you know looking at me and looking at the color cover it says god is not great making them feel weird and making them uncomfortable and scaring them you know oh there's an atheist on the plane we're all gonna die I, but, but that's all that's all gone away for me i i, I just i didn't know if other people kind of had that i spoke to a um christian a little while ago and he was trying to tell me that Actually, everybody believes in God, even if you say right. you don't yeah. believe in God. Yeah, and that. he was tr- that's a and perception I, and, and it was kind of it was kind of a, it's kind of offensive in a way to me. I, it should I think. be yes, but, sure. But he's I guess what he's trying to say is kind of what you were just saying just now. He was saying that um, he's because if you think about it, you know, if, if if your life is in danger, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna shy away from. Um, um, all that atheist stuff, you know, you're going to be, you're going to feel really weird when you know your life is vulnerable because you know deep inside there's God watching you in every step of the way. I see that as <laughs> victim blaming. Like, what? Yeah, ah, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, victim blaming. <clears throat> well, maybe people that are raised to be Christians or raised in religious, that stuff never leaves you. And he may be right in some ways, but it's not attributed to, um, a God maybe existing for real, but it could be attributed to just programming, deep programming in right. your it, Yeah, it doesn't validate any reality, right? Right. That a God exists. I and I would say I I think um, as we near the end of the show, maybe we can all present an example where you know that did defy the idea of there's no atheists and foxholes. I know uh, my mom's gone through a number of health issues and. Um, ever since, you know, grad school, after passing grad school, I've, I've never really had, I found that I could rely on myself far more reliably than an ambiguous God that I've never met to handle my problems. And there's a lot of, it took a while because when I, when I left the religion, I didn't know how strong I could be without the God belief. But now that I've had demonstrable evidence that show that, Hey, when there's a mess, I can clean it up. When I'm in a bad spot, I can get myself out of it. And when there's other people who need my help, I can be there to help them. That's mm-hmm. been far more encouraging for me than to constantly just rely on a spirit to help me out. Mm-hmm. Dread Pirate, what do you think? What do you have? I agree completely. I uh, I feel way more confident uh, in everything I do because I know that I can rely on the universe to act in a consistent and reliable way. Mm. Um, in a world of miracles and magic and superstition, um, you're always looking over your shoulder. Uh, essentially, you have to be. Um, but now, nowadays, uh, certainly with the church, uh, the flying spaghetti monster, I can go down the street in our float during the holiday parade at Christmas time and say, actual tilt is the reason for the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, I had kind of a, a, a double death when I was younger as far as my, my Christian self died. And then I had to let the little kid that believed in the force Ooh. die, too. <laughs> you know? like, I wanted it so badly. I wanted to, to be able to, to, to get my drink to slide across the table without having to get up. <laughs> that could still happen. I figured that out. Dude, I, I, you know, I, I'm still hoping so. 60 years from now, when kids are doing that, they'll be like, you didn't know how to do this? This is so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Boudreaux and I have kind of a, a kid date going on after this call. I'm bringing my son over to his house, and we're all going to play Star Wars uh, nice. with, with our kids. Cool. So that's going to be fun. Boudreaux, speaking of, uh, what's, yeah. what's a moment that got you out of the, uh, the uh, you know, atheists and foxholes misconception? 
I, I, I love this and I love everyone's responses and, 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 uh, I love that you guys humored me to have this as a topic. The one that came to mind for me, since, since one of the things I do for a living is, is deal with crash data. I look at, you know, uh, traffic crashes and try to figure out why they're happening and try to make them not happen. That, that's the one piece that I've noticed specifically has really changed for me. You know, you're about to get on a, a, a go on a car trip. You get your seatbelt buckled. You maybe even have young kids in the back. And, you know, it used to be a little bit of worry, like, oh, man, I really hope you don't crash or nothing bad happens. But now it's like, you know what? I'm going to do all of the proper things I can do. Keep the speed down. Don't be drunk. Buckle up. Put in the car seats. And you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do everything I can to be safe. Good. And that, yeah, yep. it makes me, I'm so much more comfortable than, you know, being afraid of, like, some cosmic thing happening because I forgot to say some words over dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sunkey, uh, what's the moment that got you out of the uh, there are no atheists in foxholes misconception? Um, there have been times that, um, where I would pray to, let's say, um, get rid of a, um, an illness or, or something that so unfortunately that happens um, where you pray for it, but it doesn't really you know, this was when I was much younger, like in my teenage times, but, um, it doesn't really, um, have, um, come true or the God doesn't like respond back to you. So that was, that was a little thing there. But nowadays, um, I actually find it much more empowering not to, re- um, believe or rely on the high power because, um, instead of thinking that, oh, maybe I should have prayed harder or maybe if I had reached out at this time, um, this bad thing would not have happened. Instead of thinking of that, now that, um, now that I'm much more deterministic about things, I know that the the, the decisions I make, I'm can at least outcome to some of them. I have no control of. So it, it's it's much more of a direct connection between me and my environment and the and the things that happen to it. So it, there there isn't that like magical, mysterious link between me and the world where God controls that um, I feel like I don't really have control of or I need to kneel down in order to get something good back. So actually, I actually found it freeing and empowering. Good. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like it just took a while, but now that I have like this portfolio of examples where I can take care of myself, I feel a lot better just maintaining that. Uh, hey, Doubtfire, I almost forgot about you. You told us about the time... Where you had um, uh, the the anxiety issues, but were there other times where you realized, hey, I I believe there are atheists and fossils? Yeah, I, you know, I when you say you know belief is a weird thing, um, because like I said before, like I don't really believe in God. I know intellectually it doesn't make sense for me. It's not something I can genuinely make sense of so i just don't believe it i don't have evidence for god i don't have anything like that but then at the same time i can emotionally connect to god um when i need to and it works for me so it's a weird thing maybe at that moment i'm believing or i'm meditating like um you know like like you guys were saying and and it and it helps calm me or whatever but you know generally overall when i really step back and look at the whole thing i just believe that you know, life is kind of determined. Um, whether we're aware of that or not, it seems like that's the case. I was just watching a um, documentary with uh, Sean Carroll, who was explaining the V theory of time and how, you know, how determinism is probably true. 
And even though there's a lot of randomness and stuff like that that happens, that doesn't really give us free will at all. And so it's better to just kind of relax and understand that, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. You're going to do what you're going to do and, and just kind of try to be at peace with that. You know, it's, and that's, that's what kind of did it for me, you know, with the whole atheist and foxholes is that, you know, I couldn't help but to be in this foxhole. <laughs> so <laughs> here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, here like, I am. So here? what am I going to do about it? <laughs> Whoa, well, yeah, here we are. Let's, put us here. Why, time to get us out. You know, I'm going to get on my own two legs. Yeah. The, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, for me, uh, I've always figured that atheists were in, in the uh, foxholes. It was always something I just felt. But uh, what really made it come out uh, statistically was an, a 2015 article in Christianity Today. It was April 23, 2015, where uh, it, uh, atheists in the military surpassed the number of Southern Baptists in the military. Nice. Yeah, so... I mean, that was five years ago. What's it like now? It's got to be more, yep. even more. Yeah, I wonder if Tom, uh, I, I, I know we're getting to the end of the show, and I don't want to open up this can of worms, but I did want to mention that I think that maybe it even works in reverse from what I was thinking earlier. I wonder how many people that have actually seen combat come back as atheists. Yeah, um, you they know, certainly man. don't believe as, as much as they used to. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I can't speak for my father coming back from Vietnam, but. He was not an overly religious man, as I knew right. him, which was post-Vietnam. Right. No, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't believe, I think that war really takes it out of you. It shows you that an all-loving, all-powerful God is no, does not exist. He may be something else, but he's not that. So that's it for Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Um, if you have any questions for the show, just send them to askanatheist at knoxvilleatheist.com. Org, and you can listen to our shows. Find them anywhere on iTunes, Stitchers, Luminary, Podcasts, uh, .com, whatever. Uh, or just go to digitalfreethought.com and click on Podcast to listen to them all. Thanks all the guests. Everybody say bye. Bye. Wombat and seven guests, or five and five other guests. So uh, happy to have you on the show, and maybe you can join us next week. Yeah. Always, you're always <laughs> welcome here. Unless you have to stay up till through five o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> okay see you next week so see you next week guys thank you bye-bye thank you for having me wlcolp 103.9 fm knoxville